0: Right, let's do it. Let's get back into it. It's another episode of Outside the Huddle. It's Andy, James, and Paul. Everybody, well, all good, it's all good.
1: Come on, where's the excitement? It's Super Bowl <laughs> week. Yeah,
0: that's, that's... buzzing. <laughs>
1: Woo, <laughs> that's better.
2: Yeah, you know
0: but it, it's getting there. It's ramping up. I've got a, I've got a couple of days left at work, and then uh, come, come Thursday night, it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I, the It's coming. It's just I don't want to peek too soon.
3: <laughs>
1: first time for everything.
3: I got my birthday first. I got to get that out of the way. I Yeah, everyone, it's my birthday on Saturday. Just to give you a pre-warning to get your... yeah. What? you. Yeah, you can send your
1: birthday wishes to Paul, who is now fifteen.
3: Yeah, thanks. What number is it? <laughs>
0: um, twenty-five. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, old. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, in there. Downhill. Um. Well, this feels, It does. This feels a little bit sad because this is like our last preview episode for the season forever that's, that's sad yeah maybe ever if we go on. <laughs> Depends no, on how we get
3: along. Um, <laughs> yeah no it's been fun yeah it's a shame it's one of us is invested otherwise it could have been a bit more fun but we'll keep it
0: yeah it is um before we get into it i mean how did everybody cope on sunday like i'm having to spend time with like family and no, Literally the most boring weekend I've ever had.
1: <laughs> I was so lost all weekend. I was just on the sofa, I did nothing. I played with the kids, but that was boring. I was like, there's nothing to look for. No college, nothing. So, yeah, I, I was feeling your pain, I think, where
3: you're getting at this, Adnick. I missed it so much.
1: And what are we going to do after this week?
3: Yeah, I think that's more worrying. I actually quite enjoyed the lack of Pro Bowl football. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It did it anyone watch
3: impressive. Madden? Yeah, I was... I was... Quietly happy that there was nothing on because we not have to. Because I feel like I have to pay attention to it just in case something amazing happens and you get to see it. But yeah, I had a weekend of not having to care about virtual sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed not losing any money. That was yeah, was just, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, so what we'll do today, um, we're going to be joined again by our, I was going to call them resident fans, but I mean, two episodes, does that count as resident fans? We'll go with it. Um, yeah, we've got our uh, Tampa Bay fan and our Chiefs fan back to talk to us. Um, we'll have a quick chat about their last game and obviously look ahead to the big one at the weekend. Um, so we'll get stuck straight in. And first up, we have got our Chiefs fan, Sam. Sam's back with us. Are you well, mate?
4: Yeah, very well. Thank you, gents. How's everyone?
0: Oh, good. Thank you. How are you
1: excited for the week? You've been watching all the NFL Network stuff? or
4: um, I haven't, I haven't. I've been, I've been busy with work. Um, and although I'm very, very, very excited for Sunday, um, it feels a bit weird watching uh, the build-up virtually, all the players doing their virtual meetings. Hasn't yeah. got the kind of same media week, media excitement as it would normally. Um, and I was listening before then, you guys referenced the weekend before. Um, I know it's sort of tradition to have the, that week off between they're two weeks between the Super Bowl. But I think this year, I think they probably didn't need it. Um, although they built, there's not that, I don't feel any more excited for this Sunday than I would have, would have. If the Pro Bowl wasn't going ahead, it could have been brought forwards. Um, but I guess the NFL made the decision. The longer it goes on, the more chance of COVID being less of an issue, maybe more fans at the game. I don't know, something along those lines. But it was a very boring weekend. I will definitely agree with you there. <laughs> sure. um, looking forward to this one for sure.
1: To be fair, Sam, I was waiting for you to turn around. I go, we've been here, done this. I watched yeah. it all last year. It's a bit boring now.
4: Well, yeah. obviously, I, I have got that direct comparison. Obviously, last year, the media, the week before, um, I couldn't get enough on Twitter on NFL Network. Every, every, every meme, everything sent my way, I couldn't get enough of. And um, I'm sure we'll move on to this shortly. Um, but for that reason, one of the reasons I feel very, very good, very, very confident about Sunday, about the, with the, I think if we, we might touch on it, and, and I apologise if I'm getting ahead, But I think we've got our last year's experience versus the home field advantage you've got, and I think that's going to weigh up perfectly on the scales. It's going to be a great game.
1: Yeah, some interesting points.
0: Yeah, Um, what is the situation with the fans? How many are they allowed to
1: have? (laughs) I think there was something that came out today. I think there's twenty five thousand fans, and there's seven and a half thousand are given to um, like obviously like their health service and vaccinated people, Um, and then there's twenty two thousand. Cutouts. Oh, oh, really? So there's nearly more cutouts than there is people. Um, So yeah, it's it's, it's, but when the Bucks were playing, I think it was only thirteen thousand at home. So at least it's nearly double that. So at least there'll be someone. Oh,
0: nice. Um, So going back to your last game, Sam. I mean, people don't need to hear our take on that because we we covered that last. (laughs) um, It'd be good to get your thoughts on that. Um, So good. Yeah, no, absolutely, hundred um, percent.
4: So before the game, I just wanted to. I, I, put, so I tweeted out um, that a lot of the Talking Heads, a lot of the experts, uh, were picking Buffalo to win, and I. I, I didn't upset me because. I, nice because of you I'm, to call
3: us Buffalo. <laughs> <everything for that. laughs>
4: not, yeah, because at the moment I'm looking at three Talking Heads as well, so Talking Heads is very appropriate. <laughs> um, but, um, but however, I wasn't necessarily upset about that because I, I said on my tweet. Um, but it was an easy hot take. It's very easy for people to say Buffalo are going to go to Kansas City and win. The reason for that is because if they did win, you've got half of Twitter saying, I told you so, I called it. You've got Skip Bayless. Uh, who else? Um, I think it's Adam Schein. Adam Schein, sorry, from NFL. Uh, he said yeah. Josh Josh, Josh Adams is going to be the best quarterback on the pitch and all this stuff. Um, but then when it doesn't happen, which it didn't, it's very easy to hold your hands up and go, well, it was the Chiefs, at Arrowhead, it's Mahomes, it's Hill, it's, it's Reid." Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the takes before the game made me made me laugh, but I don't want really to get hung up on that. That's not the kind of Chiefs fan I am. I <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, don't blame you. Um,
4: but the, the the game itself, uh, the game itself, I thought was a, a classic Chiefs playoff football. I think we saw this all of last off season, last off season or playoff season, and we saw it again. Um, two things I wanted to quickly touch on um, was the, the things that w- one thing we discussed last time I was on that um, Butker had a perfect game kicking, didn't miss an extra point, didn't miss a field goal. Um, I looked after I said something on the last pod, I said he was the second best kicker in the last like three years. He's actually the third best quick kicker. Um, yeah. But still, Are you I, lied to us. I didn't lie, I didn't lie. <laughs> well, I was you misin- got it
3: wrong. That's why I was, misin- misin- back. I
4: was misinformed. And <laughs> then, well. <laughs> And then the second thing I wanted to mention is um, uh, Andy Reid and um, Eric Biennemi and their handling of McCall Hardman after the fumble. Um, it'd be very, very easy for a coach in that big spot to possibly bench that player for the game or keep him uninvolved as possible. Um, but they threw him a walking touchdown and then they lined up a 50-yard run two or three plays later on this on the second drive. Um, and that's testament to Andy Reid. When he's got all those other weapons... As a 24-year-old wide receiver, his confidence was probably shot to bits. Um, He got him right back in the game. I just wanted to say, I thought that was a great piece of management, great piece of coaching.
3: I agree. I think it's a good thing to bring up because that was one of the main things I took from the game too. We obviously probably all saw the clips of Mahomes and Kelsey going up to him and giving him the motivational talk, but that doesn't matter if Reid then doesn't give you the ball or the opportunity to make a play and he gave him two and he took them. I think it's almost a lot easier to do it when you're the Chiefs because you have this confidence in your ability, like, oh yeah, we'll just give him the chance <laughs> yeah. we've got so much firepower that we'll just give him a couple of plays because that will help him in the, in the long run um, not many teams have that sort of I don't. It's not arrogance. It's it's, it's, it's
4: just the confidence. It's it's in- a. It's com- a. It's like a comfortable. It's a comfortableness that they've got with yeah. all the players. Like, yeah. and that's why I felt we were never ever going to risk cutting Butka mid season. The coaches are very very comfortable with the guys they've got in. Mm. Um, but that was the first point I wanted to make. Second point was um, it was very similar to last year against the Texans, Titans, Niners, uh, we're nine nil nine nil down in the first quarter, and then we went on a thirty eight to six run. Um, that's like that's like that's like a bar, That's like the Golden State Warriors type type group. Like it is. It's like that bounce back. Yeah. Um, I thought that Hill and Kelsey were undefe- indefensible um, or undefendable. should I say? Um, and that could be said from week one to week twenty-one. That's always going to be an, is- an issue for other teams. Um, and then obviously, I think the main, or despite the thirty-eight-six run, it was the defensive game plan that probably impressed me the most. Um, there was individual players, but I thought the game plan itself uh, from Steve Spagnuolo was was perfect for the game.
1: That was that was one thing I was going to bring up, Sam, because <clears throat> obviously I I don't think the Chiefs are a bad defense at all, but the playoffs they're a different animal. Like last year, you kind of saw saw you step up, you're getting pressure to the quarterback, you just like you just seemed to move up to the next level, and that's the thing that worries me the most about obviously the next game because generally I will back us to do okay against you guys on paper just based on a lot of the things I see, but. In the playoffs you 're just completely different, and that scares
4: me yeah and um with the, with the game plan that we drew up I love the I love the um, the wide blitzing we're almost blitzing the way, the contain we're blitzing so far wide out it made Alan really uncomfortable um, and it just seemed like Tyron Matthew was a step ahead of the offense on every single play um, we 've got leaders at all three stages of our defense um, i don 't know if you recall watching the game with the commentary. But Romo couldn't stop using the phrase, sticky coverage, sticky coverage. Um, they, Josh Allen had nowhere to go with the ball. And I think that was the most worrying thing, because when you've got Chris Jones, Frank Clark, um, even against even with a stout offensive line, they're going to get pressure eventually.
0: Yeah, I think um, that really stood out to me. You nailed it last week when you talked about the keys to winning that game, and you talked about how the disruption to Allen was going to be a big factor. And we, I talked about it with the lads last week. When you watch the game back, he was just, you know, he was having a scramble for his life all the time. You really got that pressure to him and it, it told in his, in his receivers' numbers as well. Yeah. And that's my final point I wanted to make about this game
4: um, was referencing that what I said about the Diggs, Diggs and Allen being one of the keys. If you rewind to the last AFC Championship game, it was, oh, Derek Henry's gonna run all over Kansas City. Derek Henry is gonna do this, King Henry, et cetera, et cetera. Held him under 75 yards, one touchdown, and sent them home early. Diggs comes in. I think he had about 30 odd yards before the fourth quarter, before garbage time and the onside kick. That was that's another story. But we held two potentially superstar players in the biggest moments of the season, two seasons in a row, our defense stepped up when needed.
3: I have a quick question for you. Um, yes, as a Chiefs fan, what do you think the reason is that you start games so poorly? For the, it's only maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes, but and then going on from that, do you even care?
4: Um, no. Okay. Well, first, first question I cannot answer. I cannot. I don't. can for love nor money. Why we do this and why that beautiful team want to do that to their fans? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but especially when they're as well coached and as well drilled as I imagine an Andy Reid team is, mm-hmm. um, it always seems to be something. And um, the last two seasons, it's been, it's been a bit special teams. I've been able to block punt the year before against the Texans, must punt this time around. Um, so I don't know why we start like we do. Um, but I, it's it's scary to think if we didn't get off the bad starts, what, how, what, what score lines yeah. would it look like. Um, but the, on to answer your second question, do I care? I most definitely care. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Honestly, my heart my heart's got doing loops on Sunday when he's when he's muffed that punt because one thing I think that Skip Bayliss was making reference to in the lead up to the Browns game was how we've only our last seven wins were all by less than seven points. Um and eventually, just by the the um I suppose just that's the I'm looking for. It, I suppose it, even, it eventually even itself out. I think people are going to say well, eventually their luck's going to run out. So mm-hmm. going 9, 10, 12 points down at the beginning of each game, is not good, especially when it's win or go home. So no, I don't. I do. I do care. I do care a lot. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Um, I know it's e- it's easy to say now because you kind of the results happen. But when you were watching that last Bucks game. Um, mm-hmm. Before that game, did you have a clear preference who you wanted to be playing if you got the Super Bowl? Yes. Did it work out? It did. Interesting. <laughs> James is staying quiet.
4: I've heard it every week. It's all good. <laughs> well, of course, and I said uh, the the, 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 main, the main the main reason um is we've uh, we've we've been there and done it this season. We've been down to Raymond James Stadium and we've already won. Mm-hmm. No you won the first quarter. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. had to are delivered.
1: deliver. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. I mean, if you know, if you guys win, you win. But let's just hope it's a bit of a game because, yeah, that'd be disappointing.
3: Yeah, I've already decided um, if I had the jerseys available, I'd be wearing my Bucks jersey for the first quarter. Then they'd go 10, 15, however many points up. And then I'd, like, so vigorously change teams to the Chiefs. Basically, (laughs) it's what he
1: does in the season. He'll be doing it in one match.
3: Yeah, it's just it's like sort of concentrated the switching. Um, And I that's an ideal Super Bowl for the neutral is the Bucks going up. I don't really care how many points it is because I'll never really rule the Chiefs out if they go twenty points up. I'm thinking now we have a game.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what the Texans thought last year. Yeah,
3: exactly. But if you go fifteen, say you go. 21-0 up in the first half I'm going to struggle to stay up for the second half that's just the way it's going to the only thing I'll say
1: Paul is that I think Sam mentioned it before and I've heard it is that they do kind of go a little bit in their shell and they they play the percentage game like we've said so many times in the NFL and obviously, that's what happened last time. You, you guys absolutely hammered us. And then, you know, naturally, we maybe made some adjustments and we did play a bit better. But you guys kind of just, you know, you pl- you just run the clock out and then you just did what you needed to do at the end. But it, you shouldn't have never got to within a three-point game. So there's always that chance. But, yeah, if you guys get off to a really good start, it's only heading one way for me. <laughs> yeah, I,
4: I, I agree. That's literally my first bullet point is if we get off to a good start, it could get ugly quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it could do. Um. Cards on the table then, Sam. Tell us where the game's going to be won and give us a score prediction.
4: Right, the game is going to be won uh, based on how Brady plays. Mm. Um, I was looking into... If i put it this way. I've got some points here. If he, if he plays like he did last week um, and throws three interceptions, um, Aaron Rodgers turned those three interceptions into six points. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes will turn those into 17 or 21. And that, that's as that's simple as that. There's no way, no way around that. Um, Steve Spagnola was the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants uh, when they beat the undefeated New England Patriots back in that Super Bowl. And he is a kryptonite of Tom Brady. And we have him on our sideline. And as you saw last week, he is dialing up dream, match, dream, plays, dream, dream play calls. Um, against Blitz this season, uh, Brady is the 30th out of 32 in the league. And Mahomes is first. So it's going to be a battle of the blitzes and how each quarterback um, has managed to pick that up and deal with it. Um, and then it's going to be how Brady performs against our defence. I've, no, I've got no qualms about our offence. We're going to put up 31, 34 points um, regardless. And can Brady hang with that? That's going to where this game's going to be won and I think ultimately lost. I
0: can't argue, I'm afraid.
4: 34 points to... Oh, so sorry. My, my actual prediction for this game... I think it's going to get out of hand. I think we're going to accelerate through the motions quite quickly. I've gone for forty-one twenty-seven. Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs cover over goes. That's where my money's at this weekend.
0: Wow. Okay. Nice, nice work. And uh, just before you go, just give us a quick idea of sort of what you're going to be doing. I know no one can do a great deal, but how are you going to kind of set your day out?
4: Um, well, it'll be getting up in the morning and taking uh, taking the dog out for a walk for an hour or so just to kill some time, maybe get some rid of them early morning nerves. Then it's going to be back to mine for Bloody Mary's and uh, full English breakfast with me and the missus. Um, and then we'll do, I, I, will, I will be tuning in from coverage for about 3, 4 o'clock. Uh, I'll be constantly on my phone, checking my Twitter, doing what I need to do. Um, we have a Arrowheads Abroad, it's like a Facebook Kansas City fan group. They're all over Twitter as well, actually. I think they're doing like a virtual uh, tailgate beforehand, um, nice. a, big Zoom, a big Zoom call. Um, so I might pop in there and see a few friendly faces. Depends on how many how many beers I've had before that point. <laughs> and then from from about eleven eleven PM onwards, um, it will just be be nerves, nerves, excitement, a little bit of beer. And once the national anthem is is done, then it'll be three hours of trying to keep my shit together. To be honest. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh
0: man, That's That's a schedule, uh, you guys, got anything else for Sam before he goes?
3: No, enjoy it. Um thank I you. hope you are successful. <laughs> well, yeah, so we'll all the best, mate. I hope it's a good game as well, mate. Yeah, amazing.
4: absolutely. And I, I do agree for the neutral. A, a close game would be best. Um, but as I said, as long as we will come away of our second limb Lombardy, that's all I really care about. Good luck to you.
0: Right, yeah. thank you very much, guys. Take care. Thanks, Sam. Pleasure, mate. Thanks,
4: Sam. No worries. See you later.
0: Right, big thanks to Sam for his uh, perspective on the Chiefs there. So it's time to speak to our Tampa Bay fan. Uh, We're joined again by Dan Hughes. How are you doing, Matt? I'm very good. Yourself?
2: I'm good. Getting
0: getting nervous, mate. Getting
2: nervous.
1: What's there to be nervous about, Dan?
2: I can't wait another 13 years to get to this stage again, (laughs) mate.
1: 13?
2: (sighs) Yeah. I'm oh yeah, more than that. that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's um.
0: See, it's, it's been that long. I'm starting to lose count. Um, we we talked to Sam earlier, and we 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 kind of said that we'd already covered our thoughts on on their last game in our last episode. But um, if you could, could you just give us a bit of a take on the Packers
2: game? How you it. Um, how did we do against the Packers? We <laughs> Started really well against how we have been against how the form's been going. I think Uh, we got ahead and got under Brady's uh, under Rogers's skin a little bit, and I think that rattled him. Uh, The key for me was when they had a a score. I think it's towards the end of the first or early second. They got their touchdown, and we went straight up the other end and scored a touchdown again. So we didn't let them build that momentum off of that. We, We straight away put that seven point lead back on the board. Um <clears throat> there's an element to say Brady free 3 interceptions, and not many teams, especially at that stage of this competition, you should be punishing a team for doing that no matter who they are. We got lucky in that respect. Um but yeah, momentum's a big thing in this game, and they had a chance on a on a fourth down to to earn some, I think. Uh we had a fourth down and six and went for it, got a first and then Put seven points on the board right before half time. I mean, I think it was one minute, seventeen to go before the half. We had a three or four point lead. I think it was, and looking like they were marching down the field to score, and they got the ball to start of the yeah. second half. Uh, we took the ball off them and converted into seven points straight off the bat. So that flipped huge in in our favour. And then once you're that far ahead, you've just got to match them score for score and and hang on in there. Basically, they were going to come out at us, and we got to dig deep and hang on. And that's what they've done. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, true. What were you thinking when uh, <clears throat> when we talked about it last week? That kind of decision by the Packers not to go for it
2: um, in the fourth. From a football perspective, it made no sense to me. So, it, the difference it made was they needed a touchdown to win the game, not a touchdown to tie the game. Other than that, it had very little bearing. If let's face it, if they missed it, we were going to get the ball inside our ten, and if they kick the field goal and we got the ball inside our tent so either way we were starting possession in the same place of the field um the clock was going to be the same by the time you take a kick off and a run back and whatever else goes on it so that wasn't going to factor in it it just seems strange that they didn't gain anything other than the fact that if they could get that touchdown they won as opposed to tying. and i think the i think they should have gone for it i think there's no doubt about that i think that's there's no guarantee they make it. Let's make that clear. We'd stopped them three times from the eight already. There's no guarantee the full time they were going to make it. But I guess they give themselves another opportunity to, and they never got that opportunity again.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, because that's the thing. Even if they'd failed, we'd have been in our own in, inside our own 10. We wouldn't have been trying to do too much. We'd have probably like, gone three and out. they then get good field position to then... Less than a minute. Well, about a minute. That's enough time. For me, We'd have
2: done it? exactly what we would have done. We got the ball back, I think, on the 12 after kickoff and a return. And we just tried well, to I run think. a bit of clock and get a few first downs. Exactly it, what yeah, we would have done it, if they'd have had a 4th and missed.
3: Of course, it's crazy. It's it's not a free shot. But it's the closest you can get to a free shot in that sort of situation. Because the circumstances really don't change that much if you go for it and miss. The field goal is basically accepting that you've missed the 4th down. It, it didn't make any sense. I'm sure if I was a Bucks fan, I would have genuinely been celebrating. I think at that point, you've got Brady. There's no other. Yeah, we
2: was in disbelief. I
3: think. Yeah, there's no no other person you'd want to be in that situation. And I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the thing that impressed me was obviously your play calling throughout the game was to win. You were aggressive, but to throw it on third down, obviously you didn't complete it. It was a penalty, which was a penalty. uh, Just to clarify, yeah, was a penalty. But um, was yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that you threw it shows further aggression in the game. You could have just run it and eaten some time, uh, taken the punt and given him less time on the clock, but you went for it and you, at the end there the day you were rewarded throughout the game for your play calling.
2: Yeah, it shows we went for it and it was brave, as you say, but that for me was, uh, in football terms, let's say a 90th minute penalty to score the winner and you put the guy that's the best at that job in the spot to, to do it, right? And Brady surely is the best person in that industry to, to do that. Um, put the ball in his hands and let him make plays that's what we paid him for that's what, that's what they should have done the Packers put the, the Rodgers
3: se- regular season MVP <laughs> put it in his hands there's no other person that you couldn't argue against him being the guy to do it out of everyone in the league no so yeah bewildering
2: <laughs>
3: but they wouldn't have deserved it at the end of the day they didn't deserve the win throughout the game
2: so I think but well, they know, didn't they just, scored six points off three turnovers exactly which is not acceptable at any level of, of that NFL, you know? Yeah. It
1: was a strange game because it did feel like it was only when we went 28-10 that that offense sort of got going. And it, we all know that's part of the NFL. You kind of hang in there as a defense. You're just trying to make them work for it. And he did, and they got back in it. And he would have probably felt like a bit of a crime if we'd have let that happen and we lost. That's how it felt. Even before halftime, when we got a Scotty Miller touchdown, it felt like we deserved it. It was a strange play called by Green Bay a little bit to go man-to-man on Scotty Miller and leave him. I don't really understand it, but it felt like we deserved to be 11-up at half-time.
2: Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, you know, if you are 11-up, you do deserve to be 11-up, right? That's the, the key to it. It's, mm-hmm. The facts don't lie, right? If you put, yeah. put the points on the board to stop them putting points on the board, then you've earned it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've read a few things, and uh, Sam mentioned it on his uh, piece, and Dan's mentioned it already, the, the Brady interceptions. deceptions. <clears throat> it's very unusual for him to throw uh, three like that. There was definitely one that I think the commentators touched on that you know wasn't necessarily a bad throw. Evans probably should have done better with that. So there's quite a lot being made about that statistic. But I mean... Is that something, when it's Brady, surely you just kind of brush that off and say, well, chances are it's not going to happen again. You want a free shot at
3: Brady. Everyone wants to be able to flag him (laughs) him off for something. He threw three interceptions It's
2: like gold dust. It's like, yes, we can say it wasn't all Brady. Thank you. It it feels weird as a Bucks fan to be like part hated because we've never actually been enough to care about, let alone actually be hated. (laughs) Do you know, we're always that obscure one in the corner that no one actually bothers about, but here we are. It's definitely a compliment. That's
3: how yeah, you right. Is. It's a compliment.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll go into sort of uh, a little bit more about that game, but on Brady, he looks you know, physically, and he, and he said recently that he has no intention of stopping. Uh, when you look at the kind of decline we saw with Breeze this season... Didn't, there's no evidence of that kind of thing touching Brady at the minute, from what I can see.
2: I think Drew Brees this year is what people thought Brady was. Mm-hmm. Brady's arm was shot. He's gone. He's wasted, uh, and that's exactly what Brees was. And, and Brady, I think. I, don't know, I think it was mainly that that Patriots' offense last year struggled across the board. Didn't help him out.
1: I think but, that's the thing, yeah, um... the difference was Breeze, there were signs for Breeze for a good year or two that things, especially as the season went on, he was showing that weakness in his arms, especially in the playoffs. you'll
2: know yeah. as a Bucks fan, I don't know if it's just because we see it twice a season and we focus on it more because there are rivals in that respect, but Bucks fans have been saying for three to four years now that Breeze is almost done. Uh, I, d- I didn't yeah. buy it. I
3: don't watch him as much as you guys and care less, but yeah, I, d- I thought he was fine. I d- I thought that he had enough in the tank that with the team that he was on he would be okay i thought he just had to he had to be competent to be good in that team but turns out he wasn't even competent anymore Nope. he was not nope. genuinely bad and it's all yeah. it's a shame i know you guys don't like him for obvious reasons but it's a shame to see someone who will be considered one of the greats end in a sort of it, it doesn't tarnish his legacy but people within his own
2: ground yeah yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> not the way to finish it's way no to it's start. not the demand's achieved some fantastic things right uh, and done things for the sport and the city of New Orleans that will help them out in mm-hmm. no end right but mm-hmm. you've got to know when it's time to call it a day yeah you can't let arrogance take over you've got to have this yeah. sort of humility of right I can't do it anymore mm-hmm. uh, but he has got two of the biggest exponents of five yard catch and runs in Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. And that's what he lived off. Yeah. This year, Michael Thomas goes out injured and all of a sudden he's not got that option there. Yeah. You know I mean?
0: That's it. Interesting.
2: So time to tell
0: us Dan where this game is going to be won. How are you going to get it done?
2: Um, Are you going to get it? Done? Scoring a ton of points would be a start because <laughs> stopping them. is going to be fun. Um, as in the game in the season, I think we learned a lot from that. I think the second half, we adjusted massively after being 20 points against us in the first half of a game, 17 in the first quarter. Um, done. I'm like you guys. I think you guys have said on previous episodes that, and you've doubted, I think the Chiefs a couple of times on predictions and so on. And mm-hmm. They don't feel formidable, yet they keep winning. Mm-hmm. And I think, you look at them and you think, okay, we could get to that. We could hurt them there and we could expose that, but they can keep winning and you can't when it actually comes down to it. Um, On the surface of it, I think we can run the ball against them. Uh, We've got, especially if Rojo comes back a bit healthier than before, London Fournette's in great form. They're not wonderful at stopping the run. I think there's an opportunity there for us. Um, they're not going to run the ball on us. That's a given. They they didn't in the season game and they're not going to now, um, especially with Mahomes being limited to mobility. So I think that makes our defence a little bit a little bit easier to play. We can sit that a little bit deeper perhaps and, and those little passes to Kelsey and things, we can hopefully know that they're coming and try and double him and buy a bit of time that way. The Green Bay game, Vita Via. In the middle of the defensive line, come back. I think he played about 30 snaps and made a huge difference with interior pressure. Pushed Rodgers into the two outside guys in JPP and Shaq Barrett ended up with five sacks between them. Um, if we can do that, if he's had two weeks to get healthier, if he can create that pressure, then those guys hopefully can get to Mahomes if he hasn't got the mobility he normally has going into a game. I think you've hit and a the
1: nail on your head there as well because they've got their two tackles.
2: They've lost Eric Fisher.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Eric Fisher is huge. So I looked earlier. Mahomes with Eric Fisher is 27-1. and 1. Mahomes without Eric Fisher is 3-3. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's,
1: a, that's something
2: to hang a hat on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So run with um, it. We need a chance. It. Okay, we'll have that chance. So they're not going to run the ball on us. They've got no Eric Fisher, and we've got the best run defense, and, and they're not wonderful at running the ball anyway. No, so they're, they're not, not going to run it. on us. It's not. It's not something they do, is it? I think I was to, uh, <laughs> follow you guys on Twitter, like touchdown
3: tips and all that, and they were saying that it's pretty much fifty fifty on who the bookies have got to rush the ball more, in terms of yards. And I can't see how anyone's getting that from the Chiefs. I guess they're assuming that they go up early and then
2: try to eat the clock. But, but they're instantly. still not going to run against us. Yeah, they don't. They put, it's not going. To. They went up early in the first game against us, right? They were seventeen points up in the first quarter. <laughs> They still only rushed for 87 yards in the yeah, game, and Mahomes had 30 of them. It's not in their game plan. I don't understand no, why
3: really. why that, that, the market's that way. Um, yeah, I think... You've I wouldn't be
2: surprised play to, play to play. see us come out and run, run and run and just yeah. change our tactics slightly. It's hard for Bruce Arians, right, to give up the 40-yard throws. The man loves them. But sometimes you have to sit down and look at what you need to do to win the game. And I think he, he did it against... Uh, the Saints a lot. We run the ball a lot more than I thought we would do. Um, because, you know, was an exponent we could capitalise on. And it, it gave us the 40-yard shots were a bit more open because the linebackers had stepped up rather than stepping back into that play. So yeah. it bought um, them a bit of time and it bought them a bit of space. Also, when you're running the ball and you're eating the clock, <clears> then <throat> their star players aren't
3: on the field. and It's always <clears throat> nice to see when, if you're playing against the Chiefs, when Mahomes is on the sideline
2: and Kelsey and Hill, you're always slightly more confident. Yeah, this, as I say, we've got to capitalise when we've got the ball and make it count. No silly free and outs, no silly turnovers. But the, the Chiefs have the worst red zone defence in the league. They give up more touchdowns in the red zone than any other team. So a lot of teams talk about you need to score touchdowns and not kick field goals to beat them and put points up. I think that gets in people's heads because they give up touchdowns if you get to the red zone. Mm. But, and we've got... One of the greatest exponents in Tom Brady of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So, I think, and Bruce Arians is one of the biggest coaches. The hell, let's go for it. Bruce Arians. About him, that down to go for it, without a doubt, without a doubt. Do you know yeah. if it would be on the other sideline? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I think we can run on them. I think we can get to Mahomes. and I think we can just about score enough.
0: Okay. What about prediction?
2: Come on. Let's yeah. We're going to have to score a lot and they're going to score a lot. 29, 27 bucks. I like it. I like it.
0: Good man. Um, just before you go, Dan, give us a clue um, about how you're going to set your day out on Sunday.
2: Um, same as most Sundays. Get up, play with your kids, spend the whole day as if nothing's going on, the world's okay, put them to bed. Um, I was talking to the wife just tonight about what we're going to do for food because she's planning on trying to stay up. Um, she's not going to make it past half 11, let's face it. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially when half six comes around, the kids are up, and there's me going, no, love, you've got to get up. So she's just, she's not. So, yeah, we'll probably have some sort of snacky dinner and then she'll pick on chocolate before bed, probably. Anna. Let's see where we are about half 11, I guess, and... Sometimes when we play that game, we played that time in one of the playoff games and kids went to bed and I had a couple of hours kip on the sofa and then got up for the game, but Monday's off, we've just got to ride it, there's no sleeping before this one. I wouldn't sleep if you went there anyway, let's face it. Nice. Anything else for Dan, fellas? Uh, Good luck. Thanks, mate. (laughs)
3: Um, All the best. Hope it's a good game either way. Uh, uh, There's two of you here. Do you want to say a nice little message to each other before you go?
1: I was just to say good luck, Dan. Um, hopefully <laughs> your team wins, um, and we'll—I'm sure we'll be celebrating together. They do. Yes, Not in mate, person, though. by I'm the way. Sh- Not I'm person. sure
2: we will speak. Yes. Yeah. James, James, James is funny because yeah. James has to watch everything on delay. So when during Bucks games, I have to message the group of Bucks <laughs> fans that we're in. And when we finished having the conversation, then I have to flick to James's chat because by that stage, he's just about caught up and we have to have it all over again. And that's the thing
1: like, there was a couple of times where my missus, I was telling that story on the podcast, and, my I heard, yeah, still, yeah. and Dan was like, Where are you? Have you caught up yet? And, it, and I was like, Yeah, I was, I've watched it, but I haven't seen it. Um, so, yeah, we, I'm usually on delay, but hopefully that won't happen this time.
2: BBC, you can get this time, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll BBC it up
2: sweet I'm just All right, for... Dan,
0: uh, we'll let you get on mate but thank you very much for thank joining us, pleasure buddy no, no problem. problem, Best of luck yeah. see you soon, Take bye. Care. bye bye All right. thanks to Sam and uh, Dan for their input there, it's great stuff um, again it's always nice to have some knowledgeable people on the show eh? yep. yeah, maybe make them permanent mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't think that's what
3: the people want, no, no one listens to us <laughs> for that like- couple of weeks a year they'll handle it it's, it's i feel like it when it's it's refreshing at the moment but yeah. then when it becomes normal it's like there's hundreds of these types of podcasts out there people <laughs> who know their stuff
0: we don't want that we give them sort of weeks worth seven 16 17 six, weeks worth of bullshit and then <laughs> get some decent and stuff on it's good wait for the off season it's only going to get worse yeah. this is when we've got stuff
3: to talk about you wait until we haven't <laughs> this this is when people start talking about salary caps and
0: trades and as we all know right we up have our food. We haven't <laughs> got food no, no, we look to speculate and make ridiculous comments on it but that's as much as we're going to do um, it's only fair because James has kept sort of James has held himself together and he's let the people have their say but it's you, you've got to give us your take on this James
1: uh, right okay so i'm going to run through some keys that i think Ooh. we need to do okay so getting the constant pressure from our defense is the obvious thing now i'm my home is very mobile and normally just runs out of pocket with that funny little turf toe of his right i'm going to put something out there and i know that i'm going to get probably moaned at and i'm certainly not asking for this to happen okay
3: right you know head.
1: where it's going but if you know let's face it he's got a a niggling injury he's lost his two tackles he's got his obviously his main tackles now gone but he they've got two backup tackles we've been good now Vita Vey is back we bring the pressure off the edge against those tackles and he's going to be running for his life getting knocked over going to get hopefully a few sacks against him I maybe this is the only way we win I can see him coming off injured halfway through this game and I certainly don't want to call that I'm just trying to predict
3: it because at least I can go well I said it what happened you know <laughs> I don't feel like with turf toe, it's not something that you can easily target as a... Stand on it. Just
1: stand on it is what I
3: was... Oh, so you mean just like literally after the play's over, you'll <laughs> to him, stamp on the toe, take the 15. Do the drogba.
1: You know, be yeah, yeah. dirty. Okay,
3: fair enough. I feel um, like on the sack, punch him on the foot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, That's... I, I honestly don't want that to happen. I generally don't, but it's just the sort of thing that I've... I've I've heard lots of podcasts talking about it. And they say it's one of those things that it's going to linger. It's going to be there. But it, it, it's the sort of thing that if he gets like, stood on a few times or, you know, you get knocked on it, it can be It'll be in his mind. Now, I don't think Mahomes is the type who's going to let that drag him down too much. But it, it, there's going to be nothing worse for him if he's under constant pressure and he's got a bit of an issue with his toe. That's the only thing. And I, I think that's going to be a key. If we can keep getting that pressure and keeping him pen, pen in as much as we can. Because if we get pressure, it means we don't have to blitz. And let's face it, who's the best against the blitz? Mahomes. So we didn't blitz really Rodgers last week, or not last week, the last game. And I feel like this game is set up very similar to the Packers. It's completely different, I know, because we've got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and we've got Patrick Mahomes. But in the sense that everyone is talking about their offense and their offense is going to take us apart. And I think it just depends. If we can get pressure, we can probably limit it a little bit. And that's that's our only hope. Otherwise, we're in trouble, put it that way. Um, the other thing is as well... <sighs> We can't do the Carlton Davis one-on-one. We know that. We learned that lesson within one quarter. Um, it took about three quarters to find out. But, um, you know, we hopefully won't do that again. Um, on offense, it's, the other thing is, I looked into this a little bit earlier. All the shootouts is literally the only games that I can remember Mahomes struggling in. Well, not struggling, and he played really well, but they've lost. You look at that Rams game where it was a ridiculous total a couple of years ago. It was in his first proper year, and it was just end-to-end, and the Rams nicked it. Um, and then obviously, the Patriots in the AFC Championships, last time Brady obviously beats him, that game was exactly the same. It was just gung ho, both teams at each other. It feels like we might have to do that. And I don't know. In my head, I, I think realistically, if you said, oh, it's going to go to a shootout, you're going to my homes and going in the number one offense. But I don't know. The fact that the, the three or four games that I can remember them losing has been in big scoring games, and we're capable of doing it. So. It's just—it's really hard without sitting there looking down and probably depressing myself by looking at all the footage. It's really hard to work out a way for the Bucks win this without more hope than anything. (laughs)
3: Let's face it. I've just listened to you and I've sort of—it's so ominous for the Chiefs (laughs) that when you talk about the only way to beat the Chiefs is in a shootout, but the one team you don't want to face in a shootout is the Chiefs. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing I found pretty good.
1: But that's the thing, I found it crazy. But when I looked at three or four of their results where they have lost, it has been in high scoring shootouts. And you wouldn't have thought that. And I'm thinking we technically are the third best offense against the best offense. You know, we put up 30 points plus in every game in the the playoffs. We've been on a hot streak now for a while. If a team could do it, I definitely think it's us. Um, Maybe that's what it takes. But yeah, it's a hard one to call. In my head, you can only picture them running off to a big lead and us trying to hang in there. That's probably what most people would believe believing. I'm seeing it differently. I do generally believe it's a 50-50 game. I generally think we are better than people think. We've been ruled out so many times. But if one team is going to get off to a good start, and if it's them, we're in trouble.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, obviously we'll get your predictions in a minute, but I do make the Chiefs favourites. I think they're a better team. You are the best matchup. You've shown it in the playoffs. You're the best team on this side of the league. But it's got to be one of them. You've, you say it in the playoffs because it's true of every team, but you've got to take your chances. If the Chiefs mess up once, you have to punish them. And then not only that, you then have to score on the next drive. You can't just yeah. punish them with one drive. You have to back it up. It's like when you break a serve in tennis, you have to then hold your own serve because otherwise yeah. the break's irrelevant. And it's, it feels like you've just got to be at 100% and not only take your chances, but make sure that, you then like cement it with another couple of drives.
1: I think the only positive to what you just said is I think Brady has probably been one of the best this year. When our defense turns anything over, Brady's gone down for a touchdown almost Mm. not every time, obviously, but almost every time, especially in the playoffs. And I think you're right. If we do manage to get a turnover, we have definitely got to make the most of it. Not, you know, a field goal or one first down. We can't do what the Packers did. You've got to hurt them, but you're right. You can't take your foot off the gas. And I'm hoping the Bucs, if we do somehow get ourselves up a couple of scores, a bit like we did against the Packers and like we have other teams, is we can't afford to just go soft. I understand the percentage of it, but one person you can't do it against. You can't do it against Rodgers. We found that out. Um, And you can't do that against Mahomes. Because against Rodgers, we did it. And then once we started going aggressive again, we slowed him down. We stopped him. Mm -hmm. But why does it take allowing him back in the game before you do that? It's so frustrating. And we won't get away with it this time if that happens. I'd, we've got to have the perfect game on offense. We've got to be, like you say, pretty productive, but we can't turn the ball over. Brady, I trust Brady, really. That was a bit of an odd one. I don't really know what happened at the end of the Packers game. I think he just fancied that we could just finish him off. Um, but yeah, he's got to play the perfect game, be smart, put the points up, but also not turn the ball over. And if we do that, I do back our defense to get a couple of stops and maybe a turnover. But yeah, it's, obviously, that's, that's the Bucks' point of view, how we might win. Realistically, we know that the Chiefs have done it. The Chiefs have done it, they're the champions, they're the team to beat. Simple as that.
3: What's your score prediction then?
1: Mine is 34-27 to the Bucks.
3: I think that's both Bucks fans have now said they're going to keep the Chiefs to under 30 points. Yeah. You've got a great defence. Um, I just don't think you're that great that you can stop them scoring 30 points. I'm, I mean, I don't want to, we've already discussed it a lot, so I'm not going to go any, I can't say anything that no one's really said, but I think that the Chiefs will be losing at half-time and win. That I think is probably, I mean, that's the sort of expected narrative almost. Maybe actually not, because not many people think the Bucks will even lead, but.
1: Yeah, they say, they um, talk the I was
3: going to say, the most likely way for it to go is that the Chiefs start slow, as they always do. Brady punishes them. People start talking about how Brady's the greatest uh, of all time, which he is, but we don't want to hear it. So, um, yeah, then this, I think like this is how you want to play it. Yeah, oh, I'm, talking. I'm, I'm past the point of trying to predict anything. I'm just saying what I want to happen throughout the whole playoffs. It's just <laughs> so been, we're going to win because that's who I want to win. And, um, it, so you're a I don't, chiefs think, I've fan now. I don't <laughs> think I've got anything. I'm not a chiefs fan. I'm just not a Brady. Fan. Um, I'm, I would, rather the Chiefs weren't there yeah. um because they they weren't last year and I don't have any sort of I, I like watching them play football because they're good at it. But apart from that I couldn't care less. But and don't get me wrong, if you go on to win it there'll be a part of me that's like hats off. It's right. a great story. It's a great
1: story, whatever.
3: It's, it's an unbelievably good story and in our great, own stadium great. as well. It it's great for the sport because Brady is the biggest name in the sport and he will goes to another team and wins it. It only sort of highlights it and makes more sort of shockwaves throughout the world. But I don't necessarily want that to happen. Not because I don't like, this, want the sport to do well, but I don't necessarily enjoy him doing well. Um, so, yeah, there's no sort of... I'm not hell-bound on the Chiefs winning because I don't really care. So if, if it was the Bills versus the Bucks, it's either a double win or a double loss. Whereas, if you win, yeah, I'm not that happy. But I don't really care if the Chiefs win. So, yeah, I'm hoping just for a good game. It's a good game, yeah. Yeah, Give me a good game. And for that to happen, we need you to play well and play well for a long time. So So, we don't have a Seahawks Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go for the Chiefs to win it 34-31.
0: That would be a good game. That would do me nicely. <laughs> well, so I'll give my take if anybody sure. cares. Um, I've been, I would say I've been pretty big on the books um, for a while. Um, bigger than some on this podcast. Um <laughs> It's it's twelve, innit? It's it's twelves and it's look at the weapons he's got. He's got he's got capable runners, if not you know, not Stella, but Lenny uh, playoff Lenny's balling and Rojo has his moments and then you know, Evans is Evans and Godwin's come good and Gronk's better than everybody thought he was gonna be and A B seemed to be a good gamble and Miller's there and I don't care who, who you are you can't cover everyone. Um, you cannot cover everybody. Someone's going to hurt you in that team. Um, there's just so much to like about both of these teams, and this I think it's a fantastic matchup for for a neutral. Um, and I was thinking about it today, and I thought it's it's quite poetic when I, I thought I'm going to have to make a decision. And it is quite po- poetic that I've come back to that. Something Paul said weeks and weeks ago, way back when, probably first couple of episodes. Don't even know what the game was that he was talking about. And um, we said about it being a shootout. Some whoever was playing, and I remember Paul saying, "When it's a shootout, it comes down to the quarterback as being the the deciding factor." And I feel like I can't, I can't go against the Chiefs, but I'm back in the. I'm I'm siding with the Chiefs on the basis that I'm scared to back against them and that's really not a very convincing argument. I'm really conflicted on it. I can see exactly what
3: you're saying though. Um, you're right it's like first of all there's already an argument there when you talk about the quarterbacks is you go for the better quarterback but in this case I don't think it's one it's 100% either way you put out a poll you've got the the most talented quarterback that we've potentially ever seen in Mahomes with what he does versus the guy who's done it year in, year out and is the greatest American sportsman of all time over that sort of period. So which one's the right answer? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can bet against either of them because Mahomes is the, you know, he's been there, done it now as well. So you can't even just say he's not been there as such. He's done it, but you're right he's found a way to do it so many times when people were backed against him. So yeah. just, it's just impossible,
0: isn't it? It's who goes last almost. And to be honest, mate, um, I, like, I just want the game. I want the game to be as good as I, everybody hopes it's going to be. But if it means, you know, I genuinely, hand on heart, would love to see you get the win for this. Because uh, I don't know how often that's going to happen. Don't know whether you're ever gonna get in this position. I certainly don't know whether I'll get in this position. So <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's been it's been a blast doing this this season, so if you get the win I'll be over the moon for you, mate. Um yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um yeah, I can't
3: I can't say that, James, I'm sorry. Uh, I do hope you lose. Um There'll be a part of me that's like, oh, at least James got to win, but that's as far as I go with it. <laughs>
1: Be lucky lucky to like yeah,
3: yeah, a moment and then yeah, you'll be like oh, a snug little face yeah fair play I, I mean I'm lucky enough to remember it happening twice with my team of course yeah, all right. <coughs> but, and it is a great it's a great feeling I probably wasn't old enough to really appreciate it I was going through a time when Chelsea were winning things and all sports. of my sort of sports teams were winning things so I genuinely just didn't really appreciate it as much as I would now but yeah it's it's very very much one of the best feelings you can have in sport because it just feels like everything is geared to it it's not like football or other sports where there's the league and then there's the champions league and then this cup there's nothing else that matters i think it's
1: the thing every- is as well like being a football fan the things i feel cheated with our football it's because you can buy success yeah you know chelsea no disrespect but chelsea started that way you know, no. I mean they went from being a good team to being uh, one of the best by spending all the
3: billionaire oil money, you know. spend it every disrespect. Um you can spend all the money you want, but you still got to win things. <laughs> yeah, of course you have, of course you have.
1: And I, I used to like Crowley uh, Ranieri and he won it with Leicester. So if you stuck with him, I might have actually liked you. <laughs> um but that's the thing with the NFL, because of the salary cap. It's not, you can't say it's 100% fair because there's ways around things, but it always feels like there's a chance for the crapper teams to get the best player in the draft, try and rebuild, you've got a chance. And that's, you don't get that in football very often. You know, I know Leicester won the premiership. That was once in a blue moon. That's never going to happen for a long time. Like, with the NFL, it does happen gradually. As a Bucks fan, I can't tell you. Like, I was actually going to ask you, Paul, like, what does it generally feel like? Because I've watched the Super Bowl. I'm almost emotional watching it, thinking this must be amazing for the fans. And it still hasn't sunk in, I'll be honest. Like, I'm going to be sitting there probably not enjoying it one little bit, not unless we're, like, 47-0 up. Like, I can't imagine, like, what it's actually like because it's such a big moment. I I generally build it up myself just watching it for the other teams. And now I'm going to be sitting there trying to cheer my team on and, you know what I mean, trying to enjoy it, take it all in. But I don't even know what that even feels like.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I said, um, I was probably a bit young to really, truly, A, remember it and B sort of savour it but yeah it's obviously a great feeling and like you say it's it's a great enough feeling when your team's not even in it so imagine that it's probably less enjoyable I have to say that much it's less enjoyable as a game you don't really appreciate the frills and the sort of celebrations and the halftime show and things like that because it is an event first and foremost it's the biggest sporting event that I know of in terms of the it's got, it's got it all, hasn't it? Right? Yeah, it's just like the, even when when the adverts are a big thing, yeah, that's when you know how big an event it is. But you
1: don't get that in the FA Cup, do you? No,
3: exactly. Um, yeah, that's the one thing I'd say. Don't don't expect to enjoy it. No, I'm not. Don't worry, I'm really not. It's not going to be fun <laughs> either way. Even if you're winning, it just yeah you'll you'll feel sick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Uh, hope I hope it's not painful. Yeah, because. <laughs> Because nobody gains from you getting battered.
0: No. no. So, fingers crossed, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Are we? Anybody got anything else to we'll wrap this one up? I'm just going to say, there's, I feel like we should all just do something. First
3: touchdown scorer, throw out someone random, because let's see if one of us can land it. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. I'm going to go for Sammy Watkins.
0: Byron Pringle.
3: I just looked at him. As I said it, fair
0: enough. Andy, did you actually give a score? Uh, No, I didn't. I'm going to go... I wrote one down. Uh, Let me just check what I wrote. Just
1: going to get (laughs) it out of the bin.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go 31-27 to the Chiefs. But uh, just all I want to say is I hope everybody enjoys it and good luck to fans of those two teams taking part, soak it all in. Yeah, make
3: sure you savour it because it goes away for a very, very long time.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, That's what we have to remember. It's a long, hard off-season, so watch every minute.
1: Totally agree. We've got a long wait now, but I also, all good luck to everyone. Bucks fans, Chiefs fans, let's just hope it's a really good game and, well, we'll see if I record
3: next week. (laughs) And, And at the end of the day, we've got to be thankful that we've had Yes. Um, Absolutely. I remember talking to both of you before the, before the podcast, before the season, and it was like, oh, well, fingers crossed we get a few games, even if it's half a season and straight to. But we've had a full season, so minor cock ups, but nothing major. And yeah. They've done a great
1: job, haven't they? Yeah. And the fact we're actually playing Super Bowl when it was originally planned is incredible.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect and uh, enjoy the halftime show. The weekend, I know all of his biggest hits. Yeah. That, Big yeah. fan, aren't you, Andy? Yeah, I know them all. <laughs> know them all.
1: Got all his LPs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Great record. <laughs> Great record. <laughs> I'll be. I don't know. I might have a snooze while think he's on. We'll see.
1: So I'm looking forward to that because I quite like his music. But yeah, I don't know if I will enjoy it. I now what Paul's just said, he's probably. Going, I'm not even going to enjoy
3: that, am I? <laughs> you will. There'll be like this ringing in your head where. You can't concentrate on anything. Yeah, no, I, I reckon
1: I'll be exactly that.
3: Your wife will be giving you a story about a family member. <laughs> uh, <and it's
0: laughs> drink. Going in. Drink. Going
3: the drink, wine will be going down. Yeah. Can we switch to The Void or The Masked Singer? Uh, <laughs> put that on the tablet.
1: Who's Harlequin? <laughs>
3: I haven't seen it, so. But I know, I know it's sort of all the rage with your generation.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Well, on that note... Put him off. <laughs> oh, right, gentlemen, let's do it. Enjoy,
1: Enjoy the Good week, that.
0: everyone. Enjoy the
1: Super and, yeah, stay healthy.
0: Yeah, stay safe, everyone. Pleasure. See you later. See you Bye. later.